0: One. Welcome, everybody, to the Doctrines of Rad podcast what episode up, what 19, up? dude. 19. 19- Can you believe it? What, we missed, what, two weeks in the process? We, have we missed two weeks? I feel like, I guess we have, huh? But we've also made up for it because we've done two half podcasts, so. We have. So technically, yeah. we've done 20, we've had 21 21 episodes that's crazy dude why are people still coming to listen to us i think it's you it can't people be me. Re- it's just, it cannot really like possibly me. be me no it's there's definitely no your possible.
1: audio because i always go and listen to it us is on spotify and i sound these are bows they're supposed to be really good
0: yeah well i mean yeah if they were going to if it was because of me it would be because of my audio i would agree with you there i think that's probably the truth
1: uh that your flag. voice sounds so official
0: well you know it's it's years of years of uh of perfecting it you know just right. uh, trying to trying to get that down so you feel like you're a part of the podcast you're here with me in the room you know as i speak <laughs> soothing uh, soft sounds of encouragement to you positive and encouraging doctrines of rad rissa so, can't quit us i know you can't
1: that's right is she she on, t- on uh there we go she is
0: Welcome everybody. Uh, whether you're on TikTok or on the tubes of you, we are happy to have you here. Uh, we had a great show last week. If you didn't have a chance to listen to it, uh, we had Michael Jones of Inspiring Philosophy, who uh, came on and talked about a lot of a lot of stuff. I mean, we Lord of the Rings. Uh, we talked oh, wow. about Molinism. Um, what else did we talk about? We talked about his debates and. Uh, how he works you know works all that
1: out yeah, Josh his methodology Landerson, for how he interprets scripture
0: yeah 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 um we've uh i you know it's been a it's been a pretty good what's up luke um it's been a pretty good week uh over here on this end let's uh let's play a little catch up so tonight's episode we uh we are going to talk about a christian's responsibility to their civic and societal duties Mm. Uh, in relation to you know voting, politics, uh, what role Christians should play in their city or town that they're in. So uh, we're going to talk about that. That's going to be the focus of tonight's episode. But before we jump into that, Logan, uh, what's going on, dude? Anything crazy on the old internets? Anything uh, fun happening that we should uh, address or talk about?
1: So I had a great opportunity this week. Uh, I had the I guess Democratic Association of Georgia called me and what? asked if I was going to vote uh, for the Democratic Party for the upcoming elections.
0: Naturally, yes. Um... <laughs> no. So
1: I we had a 20-minute conversation that went really well, and the young lady that called me now follows me on TikTok. What? Um, <laughs> so here, I was, here's how it goes. I, I, I basically was like, no, I, I will not be. So her follow-on question is why. Um, and I explained that um, before, and I, and I followed up, I, I said, because of abortion, I can't support a party that uh, uh, believes in abortion. And, sure. and, and I said, before you call me a, you know, a one-issue voter, I, I need you to understand how big of an issue this is for me. I hate abortion. Mm. Um, and I'd love to you know go into detail if you, if you want to know why I, I take such a hard stance. And she absolutely did. Right. And so she hit me with, you know, incest, rape, 12 year olds, um, all the normal um, normal objections. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: and then, you know, women losing their right to their autonomy of their body. And we, hmm. we just went line by line, point by point. Um, it was just an awesome opportunity to talk to her. And at the end of it, she said, I want to thank you for not calling me a see you next Tuesday or another derogatory term. Which I'm sure she's probably
0: heard a lot.
1: Anytime she calls a conservative, she's Mm. getting, not just hanging up on her, but they uh, insult her in the process of hanging up on her.
0: I wonder how many of those go to church.
1: Right? Yeah. right. And so I think that's a great segue of how we should behave within, what is our civil responsibility to the world around us, right? Not just in our voting and our government and how we should affect people around us, but how do we treat people? Oftentimes people don't care what you said, but how you made them feel, right? And people don't listen until they know how much you care. Mm. Mm.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, wouldn't it be fair to say like, as a, as a Christian content creator, you know, we get all kinds of, feedback that's really not asked for by other people. Right. We get lots yeah. of feedback from people that you should believe this or you should repent or you should not teach this. Right. So, but what does it mean when it comes from someone who's taken the time to actually hear you out and yeah. actually, uh, you know, listen to whatever your position is or, or whatever. Right. Like I'm not going to take, I'm, I'm sorry, but your, you know, random guy on the internet telling me that I should believe this or believe that. I, I'm i not going to listen to you, dude. I'm sorry. I, I don't know you. You you don't have, uh, you know, now, I mean, if, sure, if you are bringing up good spiritual points and, you know, scriptural points and objections, maybe we can have a dialogue, but I'm, I'm not going to just listen to, to the random dude that shows up in my uh, DMs telling me that, you know, you need to do this or you need to do that. Right. Uh, but if you've established a rapport with me, then there's value right there's value in it because I know that you you care more about me than you do just about correcting me or or you know being right absolutely in the situation so uh, the reason I wanted to talk about this particular topic with you Logan was um so it's something that my wife and I talked about last night and it was something that I wanted to bring up to my pastor today we had a um, we had a lunch or a uh, a coffee meeting and uh i, I sent i kind of i wanted to hear his heart on it. I wanted to hear what he had to say and uh so here is how I posed the question so i'll I'll bring this up in the same way, and then we can go from there so uh, for the last three three years since I retired from the navy uh i I was really. I was very motivated politically. Like I mm-hmm. was very into politics. I mean, to the point where I was like, are we going to have to like, am I going to have to fight for, uh, you know, my state to protect my freedoms? Am I going to have to go to some sort of a weird civil war situation? Like to the, it was at that point where I was just, I was so consumed with politics, so consumed with what was going on in yeah. the political realm. Um, and then the Lord, you know, I feel like the Lord really drew me out of that and convicted <laughs> me, right? Like he he made it clear, like Drew, you have an idol, like this is if this is
1: uh, affecting you. This is well, you you were all male at the time, right? So you were like, oh, I gotta, I gotta stop, <laughs> I gotta fight back. No, I mean it's <laughs> all was, negative.
0: I was all male, but it, it really my psychology, <laughs> I assure you, had nothing to do with that. Uh, with my stance, I I just felt like. I was like, am I really getting ready to live through some sort of a revolution, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of preparing in my head to, to be And plus I, you know, I'm fresh out of the Navy dude, 20 years. So my, my, the last 20 years of my life were very devoted to the country and patriotism. And
1: can I ask you something about that? Yeah. Do you think, because you've been trained to find an enemy? That when you got out, you had to now find a new enemy.
0: It it is possible because I never um, when I was in, I didn't think much about politics at all.
1: I didn't, I didn't because me either. I didn't really have a choice. It was like, well, whoever gets right. elected is my commander in chief, and I yeah, but I didn't think of it. Responsibility to honor that. Yeah, I
0: wasn't fo- I wasn't consumed by it. I. I i never really gave it much thought i didn't even vote like i didn't vote throughout my whole career 20 right. years never voted, voted never cared time. i was like yeah whoever well, i did the one time i voted after 20 years it was for trump and he lost so <laughs> you know like who who even cares at this point so stupid electoral college right it's not even a real college I Stupid dominion voting services great right we're gonna get <laughs> completely blocked off of youtube now um Claire says she never votes. Yeah, and I'm at the point now. So like that's that was my preface, right? So the preface is I was really I was all in on the idea of politics and being like uh, I wanted to be kind of a talking head about it. I wanted to invest a little bit of my time and my effort into uh, discussing politics. Um, Mm. But I really got to a point where I was putting a lot of hope into it and it was letting me down it was letting me down as, as any idol would. Right. So I had made it, I created an idol in my life. Uh, I thought that my safety and security, you know, in part, I always knew it was coming from the Lord, but I was like, Oh, but I need to be doing this and being involved. So um, I say all that to say, like, I took this pendulum swing. I was in this direction. I was kind of extreme on one end, just feeling like I needed to be a part of it and it came back and it came back. And so now like where I'm currently at is I don't give a rip about politics. Like I don't I'm not like I said I'm not going to vote. I have no interest to vote. I don't care who's the 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 president. I don't care who my local guys are. I don't care. Yeah. You know? And so I've taken that I've taken that extreme side from that angle. And so I wanted to bring up to my pastor. I said how I said, you know, how do you walk this line? And and I really I'm I am pursuing being instructed by my pastor. I am I am at actively calling him, setting up dates saying, look, let's have lunch, let's have coffee, let's do this, like, I, I need, I need you to, to pour into my life,
1: you he's know. probably like, hey, who took him through membership class, because, right, he's, he's, like, filling up my calendar, guys. I'm like, I don't know, when y'all, I'm, <laughs> when y'all... <I> do, yeah, <laughs> I'm annoyed, that people before they come to our church, okay, he's obviously, I'm, yeah, <laughs>
0: I'm annoying. I know. I know I am. There's no question. Like I, you know, I have a very, I have a different eschatology as him too. So I know I annoy him, but I know it, it's in a good way. Right. So I'm, I'm forcing. Is he pre uh, yeah, He is pre Yeah. Yeah. I'm forcing him to disciple me. I'm forcing him. And I am setting myself and my presuppositions aside in order to submit to his pastoral authority. Good
1: right? bless you. So, uh,
0: and I've told him that directly. I say, you know, I'm submitting to you. You are my pastor. I fall under your authority as my, as my church leader. So um, anyway, I was like, so how do you walk this line? Teach me, tell me how you walk this line. Because I'm like, I don't want politics at all. But yet part of me says that a Christian has a civic duty to their surroundings, to their society, to the people around them. And on top of that, a pastor has a duty to, teach the truth right like a pastor needs to be vocal on things so i'm like the full counsel of god yes so i I, i'm like where where do you draw the line pastor tom where do you draw the line where where does it cross over into adultery or adultery no idolatry i I mean hopefully that doesn't ever cross into adultery (laughs) Uh,
1: oh i really took that voting booth a little too seriously (laughs) That's terrible. That's horrible. They said punch a hole in the card. I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> we're going to hell. Uh, <laughs> dude, this whole like, podcast is going to hell.
0: People are like, I don't, I'm never listening <laughs> to that again. How inappropriate, Drew, that you would ever, how dare you? It's in my um, head now. It's all right. <laughs> I'm sorry. <What? laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I I apologize. I've caused you to sin. Please forgive me. <laughs> Please forgive me.
2: <laughs> so right.
0: anyway, I guess here one-way uh, ticket. Make a note on that one. That one's going on the highlight <laughs> uh, uh, thirteen.
1: I would say twelve minutes is probably what it started. That's uh, good. Voting booth. <laughs> voting booth. <laughs> that's, what, that's my
0: note. So I anyway, a
1: hole in the card. Oh, yeah. they, they don't really call like it a Trump. pregnant Chad Ooh.
0: for a reason oh my gosh dude. this is this is slowly d- disintegrating um so, so you
1: guys are supposed to teach us about jesus is this what the church is about i want nothing to do with it
0: <laughs> oh yeah nancy pelosi well that that ruins the <coughs> that that'll do it um it's oh, like thinking about baseball uh so um
1: what did your pastor say?
0: Yeah. So let's, let's get to, the, get I to know. that. Let's, let's get to the actual part. That's like a <laughs> value here. Yeah. Um, no, he, uh, I don't know, man. It, it, it wasn't even really, it wasn't even specifically what he said, but it just like, I felt like the Lord just gave me a lot of peace and understanding. Um, but he, he kind of led with this. He said, he said, uh, we live in a country right now where we have freedoms and, and we do have laws that protect us. And um, we are the only country. There is nothing in the Bible that teaches that, that has, you know, none of the cities, none of the, the countries and the superpowers were a democracy. They were all controlled by a King an emperor or whatever, whatever. Right. Um, So there wasn't any voting.
1: Well, there's actually data that shows that through the reformation, democracy grew.
0: Like, sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would I would totally agree with that. Um, and I think that that's, I, I do think that that is a responsible thing. I think that that is the way that, you know, that is the best way possible outside of a theonomy. Uh, Drew's pastor's watching thinking this can't be him. Yeah, this is no way. Uh, so uh, he said, you know, Paul appealed to Rome over his citizenship. He didn't have to. He could have. Uh, he could have just been like, well, I'll just take the punishment and go to jail, get beaten, you know, as a, as a Pharisee or whatever,
1: but well, he they would have killed him.
0: him. Well, sure. Yeah. So he appealed to his, he appealed to the law that the, the current law that was at the time that he was living in, that he was born, you know, he was born for a time such as this, just as like we are born for a time such as this. So ultimately because of Paul's appeal to Rome and his Roman citizenship, using the law to his advantage for the kingdom of God, he kind of framed it as our civic responsibilities as look as long as we have these freedoms to speak out against what is right, what is just, what is good, I'm gonna use those I'm gonna I'm going to use those in order to edify and and uh, ed- edify the body, get us on one mind, get us onto one accord Um and ultimately, uh, until we can no longer do that, you know, freely, I'm going to do it. And then once it becomes illegal and it's no longer free to do, I'm going to do it with with penalty, right? Like so, it's just the idea of, um, and I think I think truly that it it's because of pastors not being willing to take a hard stance on one issue, left abortion being you know a big major one. There are churches that pastors are afraid to stand up and say. This is wrong. This is sinful. This is not okay. This is not a Christian this is anti-Christ in nature to vote yeah. for a party that supports abortion, for to vote for a platform. And here's the next thing that he made that he said that made a, a lot of really good sense. He says, What do you do when you go to a church? It's like when you're church shopping and you're checking out churches, what's the first thing that the the responsible person should do? Well, you would go to the church's website and you would read their statement of faith, right? That's the idea is you go, where do they stand? Where does this church stand? What, you know, what are their tenets of belief and their core, you know, foundations of belief? Well, you need to know as a believer, what part, what your party stands for, what the, what the political parties stand for. So, uh, you have an obligation also to, you know, as long as you have the freedom to vote, there is a, uh, if you're going to be, you know, if you do vote, then you have an obligation to understand what what party believes what. and And really the reality is whether you like the person individually or not, when it comes down to voting, they ultimately get absorbed by whatever party they represent, right? So they will always follow along party lines. So really you have to, even though... Uh, this Democrat, you know, may be the most persuasive, charismatic type person that seems to be so different from the rest of the party lines. When it comes down to it, they will always remain within their party lines. So you need to read the party's statement of faith. Uh, as mm. a, a Christian. That's good. Right. Because
1: uh, we all operate under a worldview, right? Yes. Even the atheist has a religion. His worldview is how he decodes the world around him.
0: Yes. So, crystal says what if neither candidate is great then don't vote i'm i'm all for that i i believe strongly that you have a it it it, you have a right to
1: not vote you know i i couldn't vote for trump on a because of a personal like i just didn't like him as a person um i took a hard stance on that but um I guess, I don't know, man, the, 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 you know, the common phrase is uh, like picking the lesser of two evils. Yes. I don't don't
0: know. That was a big, that was a big phrase used in the church when it was Hillary versus Trump. Pick the lesser of two evils is what they would typically say. Um, How about none? How about no evil? How about that? How about I pick no evil? How about I not be complicit in any of that? Right. And I think that a lot of people took that stance too. Um, I just feel like I got caught up in the moment you know, I, I feel like I got caught up in some idolatry. I really, I put a lot of hope and trust uh, in the governmental system. And I think a lot of it was related to my years of service and, and my years of, of uh, forced distilled patriotism being, you know, uh, injected into my veins on a regular basis. Um, hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I I, think that, uh, I think in that case, you shouldn't vote. If you're, your your heart should you know the
1: holy spirit should guide you i think but absolutely uh, and i had somebody correct me and he was like logan you're not voting um for somebody to be a christian right like they they don't have to be a christian to run the united states it's a secular institution right um but you better vote for somebody that's going to protect your freedom to be a christian and under his his authority
0: yes or at a minimum protecting the values that we hold to be true yeah right? The right, to, the right to life is a value that Christians hold to. We, we want to see abortion as an unthinkable thing.
1: Yeah, and as immoral, illegal, immoral, and unthinkable. Same yeah. way we view slavery as immoral, illegal, and unthinkable. Absolutely. Doesn't post-mill and theonomy go hand in hand? I'll tell you what, if you guys will uh, head over to the um, Men of the Way podcast, they're doing an episode on this very thing. Um, Mm. But to your uh, question, Luke, I would say yes, it kind of leads that way.
0: I think it does. And I think think post-mill leads to it. I don't think that post-mill necessarily has the idea that theonomy, like, I don't think Correct. Not, this is Drew's opinion. Correct. I don't think this side of heaven, theonomy will work. This side of Christ's return, I don't think theonomy <clears throat> works because there's no – how how would that work? How would a theonomy work in a, in a world of <clears throat> sin, you know, And I'd be very curious to hear those guys. Uh,
1: well, so I am a theonomist, and I I still – I ponder and think through the idea all the time, and I don't know how. I don't, I don't know how it would work. It didn't work for the Jews, right? Well, they didn't want it anyway. (laughs) There's an entire Old Testament where it didn't work. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah,
0: that's my question is, you know, I think, I think post mill post-millennialism as the eschatological view does lead into theonomy. That's the idea. But I don't know if... Like I know that guys like Wilson and Durbin, they push for that sort of thing, but I don't know what that means practically. I've never really heard a good argument for uh, a modern day theonomist type view. Like, how do you do that? How do you do that when we are still riddled with sin? Like, it seems Uh, like
1: an untenable thing. My my idea is always like, if it's good for God, it's good for me. Right, and I I, I try to think through that. It's his rules and guidelines are for my good. Mm-hmm. It's not because he needs us to behave, but it's to—it's good for us. Um, how does that work out practically? I don't—I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, really, I don't see it. <laughs> perhaps it—it—it it, it really boils down to the individual level of the the Christian responsibility
1: in obedience to the Lord. Well, here's the problem: it leads somehow because we're sinful creatures. It leads to legalism. Somebody
0: else's view is going to be like, you know, you should follow this, right? There's going to be that (laughs) one guy that is like, no, I have the most theonomy view, right? (laughs) If you're not doing my theonomy view, then, you know, then we're not doing theonomy. And they'll make
1: like a bunch of videos about it and go back and forth with (laughs) just nothing is new under the sun. Everything is just a repetition of the past. Just yep. with a, a different dimension to it. So shouldn't we be active in politics, Joel Web on? Web, web on? Web on? There's a, was a good that, one. On isn't that the what automation. Spider-Man
0: says when he has to go swimming? <laughs> web on! Web off! Um, yeah, um, so shouldn't we be active? I think that's the question. Should we be active in politics and what does that look like? Um,
1: yeah, so I, I would say, and how I think of it, is that it starts with your family. Right. It, starts, it starts with you. It starts with the person in the mirror and then your family, right there, your first ministry, um, and then your network of people, your neighbors, people you see on a daily basis, the people you go to work with, right? Then your community, your town, your county, then your state, then your government, right? Then the federal government, right? As a whole, you're not, you're not going to be able to just charge the doors of the White House and say, we want this change,
2: it yeah, happens to us
1: guys. educating people, explaining to them um, the reasons why this is truth, the reasons why this is how it should operate. Yeah, uh, it starts with the nuclear family. It starts with your neighbors, your your network, um, your county. You should be very, very, very involved in what's going on in your local town, mm. more so than you are with the federal government, because that little change will help change your. Your your count, or your town will help change your county. Your county will help change your your state, and your state will help change the uh, nation as a whole.
0: Yeah, I think it, it does start at the individual level. <coughs> what are you doing uh, as a servant of Christ uh, in your duties to love your neighbor as yourself? You know, what are you doing there at that local level? What are you doing when you know if if there's a city council meeting where you have the opportunity to uh, proclaim the gospel? Um, You know, I think of it like, uh, you know, Paul, because of his Roman citizenship and because of his appeal to Rome, he was able to proclaim the gospel in front of the Caesars. You know what I mean? So if a Christian is involved, I like actually I like what Durbin says about this. A, and maybe you told me this, Logan. So tell me if that if this was you. But. Um, a Christian should be speaking to the government the way that the prophets.
1: Spoke. Oh, yeah. He, he did that in a courtroom. He said, we will do as the prophets do and say what the prophets said. Abortion is wrong and you will change this law. Yeah. Right. Amen. Like, I am calling you on your sin and you, your blindness to what is actually happening. You are killing innocent children. And we're not going to act like you're not doing that. We need to say what the prophets said and do as the yeah. prophets did.
0: I think that Absolutely. is the involvement. That is the answer right there. That is the Christian's obligation uh, when it comes to government is to speak the truth of God to the government officials. To hold them to account that they, that their, their very position uh, in authority has been granted by God. So, be wary and woe to those that take it for personal gain
1: yeah uh, Daniel da- I know Daniel's comment just gave me conviction I have yet to pray for Biden
2: yeah <laughs> I, 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 You know <laughs> what sad. it's not that's just not you, like dude. me
0: no I mean it's uh, I have I, I may have done I may have prayed for the country <laughs> but I don't know that I can say I've particularly prayed for him but that is true that's a that's a very true point. Uh, he says, always pray for the country. And regardless of who is in office, God is ultimately the one in control. And he works all things out for the good. And that is the truth of scripture. That's that right. is the truth of scripture. Uh,
1: so, yeah, I absolutely, Romans man. Romans 13 is a good point for this entire discussion. Yeah, Calvin
0: just said you guys are talking about Romans 13. <laughs> Did you just
1: see that, read that comment? No, I didn't. That's hilarious. It just, just happened, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do, I do want to talk through Romans 12 though like cuz we're Absolutely. talking about on a personal level. All right, so yeah. I'm going to read this out. Um so I'm going to read this whole chapter just so we have some
0: Let's do some it. context.
1: Man. Yeah, let's it. I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect, and that same word for perfect there is actually uh, not that, not in the sense of pure as imperfect but perfect is incomplete
2: mm.
1: right so you could actually say when Christ said on the cross that it is finished, actually said that it is perfect, it is complete it was perfectly finished right it is um, it is done mm. <laughs> having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us let us use them if prophecy in proportion to our faith if service in our serving the one who teaches in his teaching the one who exhorts in his exhortation the one who contributes in his generosity the one who leads with zeal the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness and this so obviously we're all different members of the same body right and Christians should be using those um portions of grace that we have been given, right? Our, our, our abilities and talents um, to help move the kingdom of God within our local area, right? And that's why I say it starts at home, starts with you, uh, the man in the mirror, right? And then it starts at home and then it starts in your neighborhood, starts with the people you work with, that you're using these gifts, that you're helping people see the truth of Christ and who he is, And then he, and then Paul like changes the he doesn't really change the subject, but he really dives deep. He says, "Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good." Right? And it's at the point that the government starts doing things that are evil that we have to abhor it. We must do what is good because we let love be genuine. So we hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Out do one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation. be constant in prayer. And I think verse 12 there, this idea of rejoicing in hope. Be patient in tribulation and being constant in prayer that because of the hope that is within us, we're able to be patient through our tribulation. Especially what's going on in America. And then we're constantly in prayer. We're constantly praying for the situations in our our local government and our state and as a nation, as a whole, all of Western, like the Western world has really been distorted. Immanuel Kant really did damage to the West Mm. in in a lot of ways, right? So before Immanuel Kant started writing, it was actually the intellectual position for you to believe in a, in, in, theology, right. To, to believe in a deity of some kind for you to deny there to be a deity, you were considered a non-intellectual, right. Because you know, the cosmological argument, the law of causality, mm-hmm. like there was things that philosophers and people who actually were considered thinkers of the time, that it was an intellectual thing to believe in a God It might not have been Yahweh or, or christian right. a lot of our know.
0: forefathers were not christians per se but they were deists
1: in yeah some way. and and it wasn't until emmanuel kant that it kind of all got flipped on its head and now in our modern context it's actually we're considered less intellectual for believing in a deity right it's completely flipped and that's honestly due to um I, I would I would consider Emmanuel Kant uh, the reason for that. Um, so contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. So us working together as Christians, right? And it goes beyond us just helping the saints, seek but us, to I,
0: show it. Like look for. Yeah. I like that because it, it yeah. It, the onus is on us to go out and look for ways to be hospitable to people.
1: Yeah. and it's actually because of most Chris, Christian institutions that we have hospitals the way we do that we have outreaches the way we do that we we give more uh, around the world it's just it's a part of our belief system our worldview to do so yeah and he says bless those who persecute you right so here's where he's starting and this is where he goes into romans 13 but bless those who persecute you bless and do not curse them rejoice with those who rejoice weep with those who weep right so being there with so the woman on the phone the other day right? She she uh, explained to me that she actually was a victim of rape. And I, I completely stopped the conversation about abortion. I said, I want to, if, you, if you'd like, I'd like to talk to you about that. Like you are not a victim of the, I mean, you are in the sense, but you, you're you not, you're no longer, you're not like damaged goods. This is the woman that you
0: were talking to on the phone? Yeah, the
1: Democratic oh, wow. R- associate. And so she, because she wanted to make the point that um, because she's experienced rape that if somebody was raped and has uh, a a baby was a product of that, that it was, she was, she was arguing that it, you know, that that would be okay for abortion. Mm. Um, so we completely, without derailing the abortion conversation, right. I'm not going to let that be a a tool at which you can now say now it's okay. Let's focus on you. What that man did was horrible. Right. And I, I want to, I'm angry with you. That man should be castrated publicly, right? He, he shouldn't have a right to life. Um, what he did was it is vile, right? Like abhor what is evil, right? And so I, I I needed to let her know, like if I'm I'm here with you on this. Yeah. Right. But you are not damaged goods now, right? You you can there there is always growth in some way for um, us to work through our sufferings and our 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 damages of some kind that we go through any kind of suffering that we go through. There's always a, a place at which we can, you know, see the silver lining on the back end. Yeah. So weep with those who weep live in harmony with one another, do not be haughty. So live in harmony with one another. Right. So I, I didn't belittle this woman. I didn't call her names. Right. I explained my point of view. She was willing to have a civil conversation and it actually worked out really well. We, we actually had, uh, we, we lived in harmony with one another. Um, and do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give uh, though to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all, right? And John MacArthur actually does a sermon about how Christians don't revolt. Christians Mm. don't go out and have a riot. We don't go out. And um, now it's one thing in World War II where we see an atrocity and as a government, as a body, the American people, you know, stormed the beaches of Normandy. Right. We we stopped this evil from happening.
0: Right. But But on the other side of that, Vietnam was a a whole issue, right? Vietnam was a failure and we <laughs> thought that communism was going to take over all of Asia. And which is why they sent, you know, that's how they got people to go to Vietnam. And yeah. not only did we lose, but we found out that communism didn't spread past Vietnam. Like, you know, it was just like, well, I, I guess we were wrong. Oops. Sorry. You know, millions of Americans.
1: Anyway, It does. It is, it is an important part of what America does is, because of the united states navy we are able to police up the world we we would not be able to protect ourselves the way we do or touch the rest of the world the way we do without the united states navy right so it, it it's actually because of what you did Drew. I
0: know
1: that we're, it we're is what I did, for sure. It, you're you're a you're hero
0: welcome. <laughs> you're welcome you're all welcome it was all that no, but... hard,
1: all that hard work i put in But so there's a difference is Christians revolting as like the the church revolting versus Mm -hmm. the United States as a as a nation going out and, um, you know, stopping Nazis. Right. Um, So beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with, with good. That mm. is so good, right? So vengeance is mine, says the Lord, right? And, and and in the contrary, to give, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. And in so doing, you will put uh, burning coals on his head, right? that you're actually going to show him a way of life that it might change his heart and might be the means at which that heart of stone becomes a heart of flesh and he comes to saving faith, right? It, so our actions, our daily walk, or how we move the kingdom forward um, as, as believers acting out and becoming and con- being conformed into the image of Christ, it matters, Right? Um, I mean, it doesn't matter in a salvation sense, right? Cause you're, I mean, everyone is being sanctified in, in their own process, right? As he says up here that we are all members of the body and we're probably all in different places, mm-hmm. right? We, we don't all have to be the same. The moment you're saved, boom, you're walking this perfect life. There's no growth in that, right? You see God's grace and mercy and his love every time you stumble into your sin. But what we need to do as beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath uh, wrath of God. Um, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. There is a part here that I'm missing. If possible, so far as it depends on live peaceably with all
2: mm-hmm.
1: the, the, for example, with abortion, right? So if a woman gets an abortion and, it, and she's, more than likely women after about 24 months start to really deal with the depression of it. And there's really no advocacy for them, right? Nobody talks about that. And the left actually shuns them for it. How dare you be upset for you taking your, using your choice. Right. But as, as our role as Christians, what we should do is weep with them, you know, hurt with them when they're hurting, help guide them. I would never, condemn a mother for her act of abortion especially if she's already feeling shame and guilt and there's a heart of repentance now there is a woman on TikTok who wears her aborted fetus in a necklace around her neck and she uh is unrepentant and shouts out her abortion right she's very proud of it um that person i have to avoid yeah that's crazy
0: man that i cannot have that a dialogue. Sense me at all. i can't have
1: a dialogue with that individual <laughs> no that's
0: that's that's wickedness dude and we're not supposed to we're not i don't think we're supposed to entertain that sort of thing either i don't think that we should like not not everybody is i mean we we should uh just like jesus called out the the pharisees you know like there is there is a line that is crossed and some people are very wicked and who knows who knows what is influencing a woman like that but my gosh can you imagine the uh i mean the 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 loneliness, the the sadness that she must feel on a regular basis, uh, that the only way that she can actually uh, combat that sadness is to to revolt against that conviction and be proud of it. I mean, what a what a miserable life to lead. I can't imagine there being much fulfillment or much peace in that life, no matter what she displays on the outside. Yeah, you know,
1: but uh, here's what we do as believers do not be, uh, excuse me. Um, and he explains it. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If right. he's thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head by not engaging her, ridiculing her, putting her down, but telling her, hey, look, I know right now you wear that fetus around your neck. I know right now you're shouting out your abortion. I know right now you're proud of your choice. But in the in, if the day ever comes that you feel some shame and guilt for it, you need to talk to somebody. I'm here to talk,
2: mm.
1: right? And hopefully, that's hard. And she finds it to be genuine because people don't know or people don't care to listen to what you have to say, or how, or what you or or what you want to convey to them until they know how much you care, right? It's and people don't remember what you say until they know how, but they'll remember how you made them feel, right? So those two things are really important: how I made you feel and that you knew that I cared. Yeah, potentially could keep burning coals on the, on his or her head
0: yeah well because that's not the expected reaction you know that is counter to culture that's counter to uh, to uh, what how the, the, the world navigates things uh, it would be counter to offer solace and uh, sympathy and empathy and to be uh, to be caring even when you know because the rest of the world will give that it's going to come from the rest of the world <clears throat> You know, it's going to come from, from them. So we have to be different. We have to be transformed. You know, we have not, we're not in the, we are of the world. We are in the world, but we are not of this world. We, uh, we share a heritage that is outside of this realm. And uh, we represent that realm. We represent that place. And so uh, we, If we look like everybody else in our actions, in our uh, unwillingness to forgive, unwillingness to be sympathetic, unwillingness to 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 lend uh, an ear, a prayer, um, you know, a kind word and encouragement. If we aren't willing to do that, then we are in this world and of this world if we're not willing to do that.
1: so. Uh,
0: I want to answer Calvin's question. Uh, uh, okay, I was
1: like, I was hoping you. Like, I was about to yeah, Calvin I, go po- post this on YouTube. So
0: I know Calvin. Calvin is new, uh, and so and I pre- he was actually in my live earlier today. So it's great to see him back again. Uh, he says, "Is abortion to save a mother okay?" I just want your opinion. No debate. Uh, I, I I think we probably share the same opinion, Logan. Uh, do you want to take that one first, and then I'll. I'll yes. Yeah, kinda... so,
1: so I would argue that an ectopic pregnancy is not an abortion. Right. Um, that is an actual medical procedure that is not um, uh, what we what we would define as an abortion. Um, so there there are difference. There is a difference there. Um, but here's the thing. The baby has no right to aggress upon the mother the same way. I have no right to aggress upon Drew and Drew has no right to aggress upon me. Right. So we have we have this this idea of self-respect that I am a valuable entity. And so is he. And we have a right to life. We have a right to safety and we have to respect that for one another. The 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 child in that sense um, has no right to aggress upon the mother. Therefore, uh, the eptopic pregnancy, more, if that is the, let's say that's the scenario, right? I uh, would not consider that an abortion, right? And the mother at that point gets to choose, right? If it, Well, actually, eptopic pregnancies never pass through. It's kind of settled into the fallopian too right so there are is though where that uh, a
0: mother has to make a decision because if if she does not uh terminate the pregnancy she will die and i know it is rare uh it is not as common that's not typically what people go to get abortions for however uh i think that in that instance first of all I I pray that none of us ever have to be in that position because I I can't even fathom what that would be like. I mean, that is, that, that is a devastating situation to make. Um, however, a, I would be willing to bet most mothers would actually mothers that I know, uh, would be, would, would actually advocate for keeping the baby alive if it, if it were a matter of choosing one or the other.
2: Um,
0: and uh, in addition to that, I think that a, a husband and wife have an obligation to pray about and to make a decision together as one flesh uh, in relation to uh, which one which one survives. If it is a if and situation, which is a terrible situation to be in, um, there has to be an obligation from uh, or there has to be a decision made, that, a very hard decision made on account of the mother and father um, on what to do. And in some cases, I do believe, and I don't know statistically what the answer is, but I do believe that there are cases in which they decide that it, the baby survives and the mother doesn't. Uh, and that, and that is up to the family, it really at that point. but yeah. um,
1: And the mother, right? She's at that point, she's making of course. The choice. I mean ultimately
0: yeah. yes. I mean, ultimately it's up to the, the mother that is having to make that choice. But you know hopefully that mother is in a situation where she has a partner, a spouse, to lean on, to help her work through that hard decision. Cause that would nah. be, um, I don't know what I would do, man. Like I've tried to personalize those questions. Like if it was my yeah. wife and, and she, you know, it was, uh, it was the baby or her. I mean, Jenny, I think I would probably say I want to keep my wife, but yeah. if my wife was dead set and determined that she's willing to give up her life, I feel like, it would be very hard. It would be a lot of tears and a lot. I mean, that would be a hard thing to process through, but I think I would, I would ultimately, I would honor my wife's choice too. And I would raise that child uh, in a way that was still honoring to God, you know? So um, thank God that that hasn't been the case in my situation, but for some people um, that's very hard.
1: So notice Calvin and his response is, I agree, terrible situation. And the left will say that right yeah you're right that's why we should have abortions but that's because the baby is aggressing upon the mother but when the roles are flipped the mother and the decision to get an abortion is now aggressing upon the baby and the same rights to life are not being applied to another human being right if a human being causing harm to a human being right and there's a decision that's made from the fetus to the mother the mother makes a choice for her life to be be sustained but the other way around there's no advocate for the fetus right for the baby for the embryo for the zygote right there's nobody advocating for this human being that is just a random stage of development depending on where and here's the thing the left doesn't just want uh the rights to abortions right so even if we say okay we'll give you rape incest um We'll, we'll give you that. They don't want that. They want nine-month abortions. We want the right to choose At up any, until birth, and now it's even moving to two years old. That's, right? crazy. Like, hey, if, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> that's biblically crazy. That is like that is child <laughs> sacrifice crazy. And obviously, that's the extreme, and not everyone on the left agrees course, with that. But here's course. the thing: that the, the left is not the, the Democratic Party is not giving any right they're taking this hard stance we want 9 months you have a choice up to 9 months but for some reason and this is the cowardness of the republicans and the conservatives on the right they're saying okay we'll 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 bend a little and we'll move the 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 goalposts. the goalpost to right. uh, you know 21 days or you know, six weeks or whatever it is, right. instead of saying, "You know what? No, that is a human being from conception." Right. Well, because they're, the not, they're not says. guided what... by the Lord, man. They're they're <laughs> not they're not based. They're and that leads us politics. to what this whole podcast is about. What are Christians doing to help educate? And the same way the uh, the abolitionists did, right? And the, and during the Civil War, we should be doing the exact same thing now. There is no difference there. Right. Because remember, in the Civil War, that's not I know that looks like a man, but that's not a man. That's a black man. And he doesn't have the same value and worth as a white man. And they they, they use that to manipulate generation after generation to literally consider a human being property. Right. There are three. They were considered three fifths of a person when it came to voting. Right. Because what was three fifths? Three fifths was like what you considered your property. Right. Right. It's if we if we if we can fight back against slavery and make it unthinkable,
2: mm-hmm. we
1: should be able to do the same. This nation is growing. And what we are seeing is as the left continues to push their craziness, the, the right begins to the pendulum swings back. And it's like, look, this isn't working. This is wrong. Nine yeah. months is too much that, that it has hiccups. Right, it, it, it literally can sneeze in the womb, and you're telling me that's not a baby? Right. Right? And So we need to push that pendulum back. We need to do what the prophets did and say what the prophets said and call them yeah. out for their unrighteous behavior. They don't, I'm not asking America to become a Christian nation. I would like it. Right. right? But you will— follow the same guidelines for all human beings being made in the Imago Dei. This is made in the image and the likeness of God, and you will respect that.
0: Yeah. I mean, there, there, to me, there is no, there is no middle line. And that's, that's, and I think what Luke had said earlier is, uh, and I would agree with him. One of the problems is the church uh, is the the church has become lukewarm on issues like this. They don't want to offend people. Uh, they're, af- they're afraid of the backlash. They're afraid of being canceled. Uh, and and that, that should show everybody the heart and the intentionality behind that. That's a dead church. If they're unwilling to stand for things like this in, in such a, uh, an important issue as the right to life, um, then how, will, how can you have any confidence that they'll stand in the face of any adversity? You know, I mean, do you think that that same guy, that same pastor or that same staff is going to stand up when the government, if the government walks in and says, close your church down, you're done? Do you think that they're just going to be like, no,
1: you've you already
0: on. compromised on everything
1: else.
2: Right. So and here's
1: it here's it, and I know the, the slippery slope fallacy, right. But like, if you really look at it, look at the statistics of when a church starts letting a woman become a pastor. And like the, and look at, just go look at the data. Like, don't take my word for this. Go look at the data, how fast that church becomes um, different than what it started as, right? Either becomes a word of faith movement, either becomes uh, a prosperity gospel church. Um, or progressive in some way at least go go look from the early two thousands to now truly there's we're not
0: picking on look guys we're not picking on women like let's let's get past that point okay we're holding to biblical to scriptural truth uh we're not saying that women don't have value that women are very valuable in teaching women are very women i mean for the for For the last couple centuries, women have been the reason that, you know, kids have been educated at homes and been taken care of. They have value and and really in, in a traditional home, like the wife is there raising the children into the standards and statutes of the Lord. Uh, you know, being led by the husband who should also be doing that too. But, you know, in a more traditional sense, the husband would be out working, the wife is out there, is maintaining. So there is value in what a woman can provide. And in fact, there is value in what women should, and, and there is an obligation for women to be involved in the church, to be involved in ministries, to be involved in the administration of certain things within the church. We are specifically responding and 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 referring to the role of pastorship for women and i would i've said this before i'll say it again uh and i believe this and this isn't me trying to be arrogant but show me a church where the woman is the senior pastor and i will be able to pick apart the problems within that church i will be able to do it every time there it, it it is i mean take uh the overt example of that, like Paula White's church, right? The, the insanity that is going on this uh, I don't know if you know who she is, but she's a, you do, she's a big Trump supporter. She's like, she was one that she was praying with him at the white house sort of thing. Like, dude, there's all kinds of idolatry in that church. There's all kinds of, of uh, uh, forsaking the, the plain contextual reading the exegesis of scripture in order for that church to be successful. So yeah, Joyce Meyer for, look, I, according to people that I've talked to, now listen, this, I don't know this for sure. All right. I'm not a fan of Joyce Meyer, but from what I've heard is that she has really gone away from a lot of her earlier teachings, 20, 30 years ago. Now I don't know that she's openly verifiably repented from that. I don't know.
1: Oh, but, no, the answer is no. She's my aunt. I'm related to her. <laughs> I'm dead serious. What? Like, yeah, we talk about this all the time. Like I have conversations with her regularly. No way. Yeah, dude. She is non-repentant. This the, how she started her ministry is not what she And the problem is is Wait, hang, hang on. That stop, stop. talking. What is she really your aunt? No. Okay. Oh, jeez, well, dude. Like I'm like how are you going to blow past that? <laughs> Don't 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 just blow past that like you didn't just say what you just said. You just did you just say that she's your aunt, <laughs> bro. You had you had. I, I got, I'm not gonna lie. You had me in the first half, brother. <laughs> <laughs> that was for the viewers. No, but oh, like yeah. so. And my whole point was just not not to target women pastors specifically, but just compromising, right? And 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 the the, the slippery slope. I know it's a fallacy, but just you you see it happen don't write that down don't you put that in you know I the I, right I know what you're doing
0: you, i'm absolutely writing that down are you serious that oh is great
1: i'm gonna get a call from her people her people are gonna call our your people. aunt joyce is gonna call you she's not gonna be happy with you there logan oh my goodness oh my gosh but here's here's something i want to say about church uh people in the church right both invisible and visible Um, that are compromising, right? Or are are shying away from being controversial about biblical issues, right? And I I gotta point this out. Paul describes gifts in chapter 12, right? So having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, right? We're different members. Foot doesn't do what the hand does. The hand doesn't do what the tongue does, right? Yeah. But, Uh, Let us use them if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in his generosity, the one who leads with zeal, and the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. There are individuals in those churches that are not, if they have zeal, leading with uh, appropriately right or lead if they have a leadership like a gift of leadership they're not performing it with ill the person who exhorts is not exhorting appropriately the person who teaches is definitely not teaching appropriately right right and now i'm not saying we should just go and like hey you got to believe what we believe you got to do no like obviously there's some context here on how we should have these discussions with people but when people are not acting within their their designed roles that God has given them the gifts that God has given them in the church, people start to fall away. And that's to their shame. Like that is your job. You're there for a reason. Yeah. Right. Let me, let me also be clear.
0: Like I'm not, I'm not actively seeking out churches that are pastored by women so that I could go correct them. Like that's not, I'm, I'm going to allow God to deal with churches that way. I, and in, this is why like, no,
1: I, that's a I, Thursday goes, night for me. Everything right find one and I'm like
0: it goes, a, it, go, <laughs> <laughs>
1: it goes
0: back to it goes back to a personal it goes back to a personal obligation and responsibility. Um that a I would not be a part of a church like that. Like if I yeah. were to go if I was church shopping and that was the first thing that I noticed, that I just I don't agree with that scripturally. That doesn't mean that the people aren't valuable and they shouldn't be loved. But I don't agree with that. So I wouldn't be a part of that. But I wouldn't be a part of a church that was teaching oneness, you know. And, and yes, the uh, Forgiven by Grace makes a great point in the TikTok uh, comments. Um, it, it It's not just women pastoring churches that is the problem. There are so many problems in the churches run by all sorts of he's, she's, them's, they's, z's, theirs, whatever, right? Like, there's all kinds of problems within the church because of the nature of sin. Um, I just want to be as close to the biblical um, risk. I want to be as close to my biblical obligations as I possibly can. And I I can't, I can't, uh, I can't sacrifice that part of me when I read it in scripture. And until someone comes along and teaches me a better way and makes it more, you know, make it make more sense, then I'll listen. I'm, I'm willing to be wrong. Women pastoring is not a salvation issue it's not a salvation issue. It's a debatable one. And I think there's a scriptural standard there, but it's not a salvation issue. You may, you may disagree with me, Logan, but I, I think that it is a problem. Yes. But, uh, people can be saved in those churches as well.
1: Well, I would say to those men, the men that she's leading to their shame, it, it, to your a, shame it that she's be. there. It, and mm-hmm. she's leading because she's not performing in the role that God has designed for her. I and mean, she had to step up and take your role where what you should be doing. So to your shame that she's up there. Right. Teaching and you. Let me also preface
0: that don't use the argument, well, if no man will stand up, then God'll have a woman stand up. No, if God wants there to be a church, he'll send a man to pastor that church. <laughs> That's just the way that
1: I see it. But yeah. again, I, I would say that those men understand. are under judgment.
0: The, yeah the whole church would be i would consider to be under judgment
2: yeah
0: yeah absolutely rissa changed Thanks. her name by the way it's rissa sassa what does
1: that mean rissa i don't sassa. think she knows she doesn't need she's <laughs> in oregon portland salem
0: so. say like massachusetts like where the witch trials were salem oregon where is it Salem, Oregon.
1: I, I for a short time in my life i actually thought that that's where those were Occurred no judgment um, <laughs> public education,
0: well, yeah. You gotta love it, man. That's uh, uh, number 453 of why I'm teaching my kids at home. Reason number 453. Um, yeah, so all right, well, let's uh, well, I think we've had a really great combo. Let's open it up to some questions. Yeah, I'd really on. like
1: that. Yeah, I really just want like, especially about civil responsibility and. Or just anything, man. Like, Yeah, if you guys have anybody on TikTok has any questions
0: for us to, to tackle, anybody on YouTube has any questions, uh, hit us up with uh, what do you got? What do you – what kind of questions do you have? It can be – they can be ridiculous questions. We might not answer all of them, but
1: – Drew, what do you think of Romans 12 for this? You think it, it works –
0: Yeah, I think, well, I think all of scripture works. Right. (laughs) I mean, but yeah, I think, uh, I think I was listening intently to what you were saying. Um, You can't have Romans 13 without Romans 12. There's a lead up (laughs) to it, you know? (laughs) So all of those things are relevant. You you know, how do you, uh, how do you submit to authority? You know, I think part of the thing is realizing that God establishes governments. God establishes those authorities. Uh, and, um, we are called to render to Caesar what is his and, uh, and God is, is well aware, like there, nothing blindsides the Lord. So, and I've said this before too, if America becomes a socialist country, guess what? We still have to worship Jesus. We still have to proclaim the gospel though. There, there, there just will be, there will be a price to pay for doing that. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that, uh, That's why I try to. I get sometimes frustrated because I got some older guys in my church, and they're they really just they're very patriotic. They're boomers, you know. Some of them are Greatest Generation guys, right? So there's some older folks that really love the government. Really, you know, think about that. Uh, And I've had to be the voice of reason at times. And I've said like, so what? So what if that happens?
1: And I and. I know we talked about this in episode 5 with uh Pastor Slater but I, I it took me forever to find a church without a, an American flag behind the pulpit it took me forever That was, six, that was a good point that he 6 made, months man. of church hopping and that yeah. was the first thing I looked for Wow right Yeah
0: prior to his saying that I would have never even really thought about it I mean I would have just been I just would have been part of you know part for the course for most of the churches that I had been in but uh, you know, I happened to already be a member of the church that I was in when he said that. And then I had to be like, oh, gosh, do they have a flag? Like I had to think about it. And they don't. They don't, <laughs> thankfully. So that's yeah, that's good. Um, so uh, Luke does have a question. So shouldn't we be involved in politics for all the reasons about abortion, gender, uh, love or hate Trump? He appointed the judges that overturned Roe. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think I, I don't think that either of us are really making an argument that we shouldn't be involved in politics i think drew's
1: stance is just he's at a point right um and i don't i don't fault you for this i don't think anybody should um that he's just at a point where he's he's taking a hard stance just because of where you were before right um it became an idol you you want to get away from that but i think starting at home which you're already doing starting within your local community which you're already doing you're you're doing politics every day right you're still doing it on on TikTok even though you know you're not literally talking about right. politics you're still you're advocating for a certain voting. side exactly
0: right yeah i mean there is look there is truth and there is you know there's truth in uh in the mission statements the vision statements of those parties Look at those. What those parties stand for, and and know and see what lines lines up with Scripture. I think that's the obligation. Uh, homeschool historian. I like what you say. Tax the churches. I agree. I think the churches should be taxed. I think we would see a great falling away of heretics and and um, pagans that uh, are using the tax exempt status uh, as a guise to make money and and exploit people. Uh, I agree. I think we should tax the churches. And another reason, which I don't think most people that say tax the churches think about, but if you tax, if you allow the churches to be taxed, the churches can now become super PACs for candidates. Like right now, a church doesn't have the ability to uh, raise money for a political party because of their tax free status. They don't have the ability to do that. So if you tax the churches, can you imagine? I don't know if people realize how much money churches have. To be able to put forth to a candidate, if you didn't tax the churches, the churches would legally be able to financially raise money and advocate for various different political parties. That would actually be devastating. I really don't think people want. They don't actually know what it means when they say tax the churches. But I happen to agree with you. I think we should. I think there should be. Uh, I think the churches should do should be taxed. But that's just
1: that's just my opinion. That's just this guy. Uh, she is willing, says. That's why my husband became conservative, bi- biblical alignment. You know mm. how I became a, a conservative? So, my 18th birthday, I mm. uh, went to Walmart to go buy a bunch of liquor. Um, <laughs> uh, well, actually, my buddy was going to steal it. That's how we were going to get it. That's how you buy liquor uh, at 18, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, buy liquor. And, and they, <laughs> Um, I I didn't do the stealing. I just knew what was going oh, yeah. to happen, right? Um, and I also I, I was always the DD, so I didn't actually drink. But that's why we were there, right? So I was going to buy a lottery ticket, uh, I think a dirty magazine, just because I could.
2: Yep. Um, so we were
1: like going to going to all the places to do eighteen year old things. Mm-hmm. Um, but was as we were walking into Walmart, there was a Republican um, vote like registration, and I was like, oh. I can do that. I'm 18. Showed him my ID, signed up. But it wasn't until I was in basic training to so the school. I, obviously, I, my high school is in California. So um, I, I was kind of raised by my my school, my high school, to be a Democrat. And I remember uh, I was in basic training. We're in formation. And my jewel sergeant was like, is there any liberals here? Any uh, Democrats? And I was about to raise my hand. <laughs> Even though I was already registered as a Republican, because uh-huh. I just wanted to do it, right. I was about to raise my hand, and my buddy tapped me. He's like, "Dude, no, you're conservative. Chill." I was like, "Am I?" He's like, "Yeah, you're conservative." I was like, "How do I know?" He's like, "You're here. You're conservative." I was like, "Right, All yeah, right."
0: That in today's military, much Ta-da. anymore.
1: So, I, I was. I just went with the wind, man. I had <laughs> I had people making decisions for me, but yeah, I, God's I providence. Get-
0: I didn't give a rip about it before. Um, I didn't really even... Uh, I didn't think about much where I stood. But I, I will say, I mean, I'm a registered libertarian. I, I actually kind of fall in the party that doesn't matter. <laughs> Which is just right up there for my That's personality. we should move
1: to. Like, I just want to be left alone. Just keep your hands out of my money and my property and my family.
0: Just, just yes. leave me alone. I just want to I, be left alone. I, I honestly think that... And my pastor brought up this point, too. I I really think the future of the United States will be it's going to look a lot like the European Union. It's going to be a a division between states. States will have their own sovereignty in that sense. Uh, I think there will be an abolishment of the federal government. uh, And, you know, states that want to, you know, do the things like free for all abortions and, you know, the purge or whatever they want to do. That's just what they're going to do. And the, mm-hmm. there's going to be a massive outpouring of people from those states and and a filling up at the other ones. And I think that it'll naturally, I just don't, I don't think liberalism is sustainable. Uh, and, and the reason that I don't think is, well, A, they're not having children, not at the capacity that conservatives are having children. Um, most of them are mutilating their bodies and can't have children. Um and even some of those children that are being born into or, or being brought up in liberal families are rebelling against it because even they realize the insanity of it. So uh, it's not a sustainable thing for the next 10, 20 years. Who's going to carry the torch of liberalism except for the, the, the elites whose money is passed down from one elite family to another? But that's it. And, and we've already seen we've seen a falling away from Hollywood. We've seen people are not interested Look at look at what liberalism has done to Netflix and Disney Plus and look at how much revenue that they've lost over the last two years because of started with Netflix and cuties uh, going, you know, now look at all of the woke agenda that that um, Disney Plus is putting out and and just the garbage nonsense.
1: Disney has a TV show, cartoon show about a a girl in high school who finds out she's half demon and her dad is the devil.
0: Yeah, it's uh, by the same guys that make Rick and Morty, which makes me sad because I'm a huge Rick and Morty fan.
1: <laughs> I just, Never, well, I'm not watching that show, though. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, oh, I, what was I going to say? When she shot her first Pew Pew 12 years it. ago. Oh, I had something really good that I wanted to talk about. No Well, we are talking about
0: wokeism, and we are talking about the sustainability. Uh, oh, that's lit- right.
1: So uh, – the liberal I so I got a lot of heat on TikTok about basically saying, Look, I am not at war with the LGBTQ community, but it's destructive. And what I meant by that, obviously they were like they, I, I now have an account warning on my oh, on good. my TikTok. Yeah, yeah, because of that video though. Uh, but it it's because it's not sustainable, right? Mutilating yourselves, same sex practice does not bring the next generation into
2: and it, produce and, life.
1: It, it, and Elon Musk makes a very serious point. I know he's the antichrist based on the video we watched today. Right, uh, But Elon Musk is like, hey, we have a, a birth rate crisis in the world. Like, this is a problem. Like, I don't think you guys realize. Take China as an example. Let's not repeat that. We have a problem. Um, we're not I, producing like we used to. But is it a crisis or is this intentional from the Lord? Mm. So I always, when I watch The Handmaid's Tale, mm. which I really like the show, um, when I watch The Handmaid's Tale, I I see the the lack of fertility as a judgment, absolutely on the abortion industry, on Planned Parenthood. Now, obviously, the the uh, the left has taken the, the you know the Handmaid's Tale and like, oh, you you're enslaving us to,
2: mm-hmm. uh, you're
1: enslaving our bodies to your will, and they've taken that portion of it, but I'm. If God were to close the wombs of America, we deserve it.
0: I think he's doing it to the world, too. I think that's the problem is that they're, you know, Elon's point is, I mean, and isn't that what people want anyway, though? Because aren't we just sucking up resources like some sort of weird virus? Like, yeah, the I mean, naturalist
1: would say that, like, in reality, nothing matters. And we're actually harming the environment more than helping it. So human beings should just not exist. It actually benefit the world for us to to leave, um, because we're hurting the world. Right. So, um, it completely distorts the imago Dei and says, all right, human beings are the problem. We should actually get rid of ourselves. Right. And then that's where I look at that individual and say, well, you, you drink the Kool-Aid first, bro.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: I (laughs) go ahead. You go ahead and eliminate yourself from the problem of the world. Yeah. Your carbon
0: footprint is, is causing all of these, you know, ozone layer problems. So, you know, do some be, take a personal responsibility for it,
1: and oftentimes uh, the response is, "Well, I'm not going to do it if not everybody's going to do it." Like, yeah, you know, right, yeah, you know, cop out. You're not going to do it at all.
0: Yeah, but, that's uh, it's like the same thing now. Is like, so here, I got. I'm going to tell you this. I I'm not going to say who it is in my family that believes this, but let me just let me give you a little bit of background to uh, the the insanity that is still existing in regard to COVID and my family. Right. So. Triple certain boosted. people, certain people that are boosted, well boosted, not just once, not just twice, uh, but are have been living a very cautious life, getting the boosties, uh, are uh, have now gotten COVID, and uh, and they're still after three weeks, still testing positive for COVID after being triple boosted, um, and uh, but but they they don't, literally, they do not acknowledge. That it doesn't work. Their their actual argument is, it's still the non vaccinated that are spreading it. It's still the fault of the non vaccinated. Like that's that's the hill that they're dying on, bro. It's it's like unvaccinated's fault that we still have COVID around.
1: Yeah, Jesus. Fault of the booster. Jesus often repeated this phrase: "Those who have eyes to see, let them see; those who yes. have ears to hear, let them hear." Am I living in a parable, <laughs> like Lord. Lord? So there's going to be twelve booster shots.
0: Uh, <sighs> One booster shot for each of the twenty-four elders that sits on the throne. Um, no, it's crazy, man. And you know, I don't even know how to bring. I don't even know how to bring that up anymore. Like I, I, again, I'm not going to my family reunion. I'm not going
1: to it. Um, Find a way to heat burning coals on their head. Like well, I'm and not. I,
0: yeah, I agree. Uh, but, and maybe, maybe that's not the ultimate right answer is to like, excuse myself from it. But when you are told by a family member that, um, uh, that they speak for the family when they say that everyone is ashamed of you, when they tell me that. Um, I'm it's, I don't have a lot of uh, motivation to go spend time at a family reunion with those people. Right. I, I wish that I, I wish it wasn't the case, man. But, um, you know, I understand as a Christian, I understand forgiveness and it's been really hard for me to do that. Uh, and, but I'm in a place right now where, uh, I, I feel like the best answer is to just remove myself from that mess, and uh, and ultimately I have to protect my family. And I think that's that's really where it lies. Is I am I am trying to protect my children from um, from their vitriol, from the way in which that they've treated me and spoken to me. I don't want that to be reflected onto my kids in any way, and I don't want them to be made to feel bad or guilty for. For choices that they, as kids, didn't make, I'm making the choices for my kids. They're not old enough to make their own decisions right now, so uh, they shouldn't have to own any of that. And I, you know, and shame on the people in my family that have done that, that have said what they've said. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm praying. I am praying for them. I'm, I'm genuinely. I don't want to. I would be at this point the, the way that I feel. I would be happy if they exited the earth, and I wouldn't give it much thought. But that's just the flesh in me saying that right? Mm, so yeah. uh, it's, it's uh, a very I, angering point. I
1: always me. I always try to encourage that there's always a season of withdrawal and a season of coming in to be the mm. light and salt, right? So like there's sure. this time where we have to pull ourselves out and then times where we have to come back in. Uh, Cause my family was very destructive, right? They, yeah. Um, I, I, to the point that I was enabling them to continue to destroy themselves and I had to pull myself away, let them yeah. fall, um, and then I could come back in to help pick the pieces back up. Um, so it's a, there's a season for everything.
0: That's a good way of putting it, man. I like that. You know, And I think there is a season. Now, I mean, I, I think if I had the Constitution to do so, the better answer would be for me to go and just love on them and act like nothing has happened, like no words have ever been spoken or said against me. <laughs>
1: Uh, sometimes that's that's the wrong answer too though you think so Uh, i'll give you an example um the other day i gave a woman a ride she was walking down the street so i pulled over i said ma'am do you need a ride Uh, she said yes she was carrying a basket of clothes she hops in and i think oh i'm doing a good deed right like i'm you know taking this person to their house Uh Uh, i drop her off at her house it's very run down right but there's a man there and he kind of you could tell he potentially had been drinking yeah he's got an angry look on his face Mm. um and i so and this is why ethics professors are kind of you know they're always kind of frozen in their decision making um, because my potential for doing a good act may have gotten her beat and i don't know and i asked her are you okay to go here like is everything good she's like yeah i'll be fine Right.
2: Mm, so I don't know if
1: yeah. anything happened, but I, it actually potentially may have had an adverse effect. So yeah. was it a good deed or was it a, a bad thing? Right. You ne- you never really know. So in my family's wow. situation, if I would have continued to enable them, um, when my mom hit rock bottom, she hit it rock bottom by putting a noose around her neck. She was about to step off a chair. And my nephew walked in and said, Grandma, don't. Mm. Uh, And that's when she realized she hit rock bottom, not the fact that she was killing herself with drugs.
2: Wow.
1: The the sickness wasn't getting worse, but by me supporting and trying to help like dig them out of this hole financially, I was only enabling the problem. Right. so, I I mean, you gotta have discernment on how to be there, love on them. If they're being destructive, pull yourself away. Well, Well, Drew, why don't you come around no more? Because you're killing yourself yeah i don't want to be a part of it yeah right and I, i'll love you and i'm going to come back and i'm going to help you through it but
2: yeah
1: if you ever want to talk i'm here but until certain things change i cannot i have a family to worry about yeah, i
2: that's cannot good, man.
1: hurt you in the. Pro- I, I feel like i'm enabling you to continue with whatever
0: um, that's how it was over christmas last year because we were going to go visit and um uh... I have family members that said that they wanted us to wear masks. And I said, I'm not putting my kids through that. We don't wear them here. And I'm not going to do that with my family. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not going to make my kids feel like they have a disease because they're not vaccinated. I'm not going to put them in that. That's that's, crazy. That's, a, that's a terrible situation to put I'm your so in. I'm so sorry, Drew. That's That's heartbreaking. They, they wanted to spend Christmas masked up in their house with my family because we were not vaccinated. And I said, no, I, yeah. I, and, and it caused a riff, man. I mean, it, it, yeah. a, it, it, and it led to uh, another member of my family eventually coming to the point of saying that they're ashamed of me, that they're ashamed of, of, you know, but they've been ashamed. of oh, me. I can, I, I can just
1: hear it now. Like, and not even being a part of it, like you can't just wear a mask. Like right. you couldn't just put on a mask. Right. Like, is it really that big of a deal? Like, like yes, it is. Yes, actually. Yes, it's not. Look what you're asking me to do. I'm not going to help you. Fe- I'm not going to feed your fear. If you're that afraid of COVID,
0: it's not. There's no benefit to me coming to visit you. Mm. There's, I'm only going to potentially be bringing something from my area to you. So there's no there's no benefit there. So it it's actually for the better that we decide to to pull out and say no, we're not going to do this because my and this is the way that I've said it and I framed it this way they have created their own hell and now they must live in it and that is exactly what they are doing when if you when you have no hope when you have no trust that the lord is taking care of you when you have no no faith in in a god that has said don't be afraid that i've got it under control if you ha- if you don't have that hope you have created a hell and that you now live in and so and look at how miserable these people are multiply multiple, they've been boosted multiple times. They've still got COVID. They're still dealing, they're checking themselves every week with a COVID test, dude. Tell me that isn't a
1: hell that you've created for yourself. Yep. And here's the thing the same thing with abortion. Education, education, education. Right, most people are on the fence of being pro-life, pro-choice until you show them what an abortion does. I know it made me laugh. Like, You're, killing You're killing grandma, dude. Oh, I, I don't want to expose my family anymore. But there
0: was another, there was an example of that that happened. I, I have to tell you the story. I have to tell the story. I have to.
1: I'm sorry. I have to tell the story.
0: I'm sorry. I know you were talking about abortion. Let me, let me, no, let no, me say
1: so, It's educate people on the on that. My my
0: stepmother is very liberal. I, I love her. I love her for all of the reasons that my dad loves her. Right. Like in those, I love her. I love that my dad loves her. I don't have a good relationship with my stepmom. She's very Mm. liberal. I've never had a very good relationship with her because she's always, I've always looked at her as trying to replace my own mother. Mm. Um, so, uh, and, and her and my mom have had disagreements too when we were younger. So there's a whole lot of mess there anyway. So she's very liberal. Um, at the at the onset, or about a year into covid, my dad got covid and um, she was such a mess, just um, like oh, he's going to die. All of this is going to happen. I wasn't there, but my brother had to deal with this. And my brother is also he's I don't know. I don't know why he th- believes buys in all this stuff, but he does. So but um, she was like she called him on the phone crying. Come see your dad. Come, he's not gonna make it. And so Adam is like, all right, cool. I'll come see him. And she's like, but you can't come in the house. Just come see him and put your hand on the, the the window. Just touch the glass of the house. Like, dude, like what is going on? What is happening? This can't be real. Dude. Drew, my husband is saying, Are we related? Oh, because same family issues? Yeah, maybe we have the same family.
1: Are they in Ohio? If you'll Ohio, find out. It's
0: all kinds of mess.
1: If you'll find out you're like related, I swear. TikTok's the worst. <laughs> the worst. That would be
0: hilarious. Oh, sister. Hey, how are you? Um, yeah. So I, I had to share that, man. It's like that. It's that yeah, level but, of insanity. But I think you're right. You've
1: created a hell you must live in. Okay? Now, I completely disagree with uh, Michael Jones's interpretation of hell, but like, I mean, that kind of correlates, right? Like, you're now creating the space at which you've locked yourself in that hell is sealed from the yeah the inside.
0: I yeah, I do disagree with what he said too, but I do I do appreciate the way in which he um kind of views how they will be tortured by seeing the joy in the believers mm. by 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 a an eternal observation of those that serve God and they are constantly having to be put through that, you know, like, it, do you, do you ever see that movie with Robin Williams? What dreams may come. It's an no. older, older movie in the nineties, but it's a, it takes place about the afterlife. You know, he dies, he goes to heaven. Uh, and in this, in this heaven, he's able to pursue his wife and finds out that she goes to hell for whatever reason, I don't remember what the reason is. I know what
1: movie you're talking about, yeah.
0: But he goes there to try to get her out of it, but she can't see it, she can't see the reality of I think he does end up rescuing her. Spoiler alert for a 40-year-old movie, but um I think he does rescue her, but it is the idea of like this this just general, like you you live hopelessly, and if you're like if these people are, are uh separated from the Lord and having to observe the the true worship of the true King that they did not worship on Earth. I think that would be torturous. What's up, Council of Andrews? I am Drew, by the way, but just Drew, not uh, not Andrew. So I can't really. I've uh, you're. It's really not Andrew. No, my birth certificate is Drew. My mom did not want me to be called Andy, so it is
1: Drew. She didn't yep. know you'd be called Drew. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? What do you mean? I call Andrew Drew. Yeah, yeah, no. Like she
0: wanted me to be called Drew. She didn't want me to be called Andy. So that's why she specifically named me Drew and didn't name me Andrew. I'm invited yeah. to join. Well, I appreciate the invite to the cookout. Uh, what I used to do, I had a Facebook group where I went and found everybody with my name, Drew Kaler. Yeah, I did the same. And I added them all to a group and I called it the society of Drew Kaler's. And there was like six of us in there. So every time, every, our, our goal was every time that we uh, posted something, we would all go like it and then leave a comment. And it was like a different profile picture. Drew Kaler said this, Drew Kaler said this. And it was
1: like, it was hilarious. There's 4,000 of us in the council. <laughs> We're Enough. a nonprofit organization dedicated the to the
0: community. She doesn't look Druish to me. <laughs>
1: So I also went and added every Logan Burns. So I'm the only Logan Xavier Burns on uh, Facebook. But I went and added these guys. It was the worst decision I ever made, right? They're all successful. One of them is a model. The other one's a singer who's, like, really good and actually potentially might be famous. Like, I was just like, what am I doing with my life? Uh, Going to PT, I guess.
0: (laughs) Hey, you were an Army captain, bro. Oh, yeah. Not a lot, like – I saw I saw your recent video that you re-uploaded, sir. You are a very handsome man in uniform. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you are. I can see why the ladies love Logan.
2: Uh, I Luke was says, told...
0: Yeah, if I wasn't vaxxed or masked and test- weekly tested at work, that'd be fired. I refused and God protected me. Amen.
1: Praise God for that. Yeah. So I actually uh, took a hard stand when the military started doing vaxes and, uh Were you still um, in when that happened? Yep. And I said oh, no. wow. Wow. Um, tell me about that. Walk me through that. Uh, so I had already signed over that I was exiting. I was awarded okay. a internship at Grace Baptist Church here in LaGrange. Right. La right. Um, and they called me and they're like, hey, you need to go get back. So we're going to call you back. And Call you and back I for say, what? <laughs> for yeah. What were they going to call you back for? Call, to Punish me and discipline ah, me for saying no, right? Okay. And do that whole process. Uh-huh. I said that's going to be a huge waste of time for everyone. It's uh, yeah. a lot of paperwork. <laughs> um, they're like, "Have you finished your religious accommodation yet?" I was like, "That I can, I can do it. This wasn't necessary a couple, a couple weeks ago, but now you're telling me I need to have it in now." Um, so I, you know, got some chaplains spun up on the situation. I was like, "Look, well, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. I, I do have strong convictions against this and." Like, I, I really, at this point, I don't care if I lose my internship. Um, it did hurt, actually. I, I remember, like, feeling this deep, like, gnawing feeling in my stomach. Where I was like, Lord, I need you to help me through this. I need you yeah. to protect me because yeah. I I just did a six-month separation from my wife and daughter, and I didn't want to do it again because the internship was six months. So that potentially would have been a year of her life I would have missed. Yeah, um, And I'm just like, Lord, please protect me from this. And like they, they, I mean, he, my major, who I love to death, he calls. He's like, hey, just get the shot, man. Don't make my life harder. Like, he's like, I'm doing paperwork because of you. And I was like, look, I, I get it, Major J, but I, I, I'm i not doing it. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so the whole process, like religious accommodation paperwork got sent up. It got lost, Got uh, which was actually a good thing. It got lost on its way from – so we, we we did have – so the Army works a particular way, right? It goes like team, squad, platoon, company, yeah. battalion, brigade, yep. division, right? So we went straight from a um, battalion, no brigade, and went right to a division the way we were set up. Okay. Um, so we, we answered directly to a general, um, and somewhere <laughs> without the brigade being involved, my paperwork got lost. (laughs) Um, and so once it got found, it got sent back and needed an additional signature. And by that time, the six months had passed and I had that accident. So it was
0: praise the Lord. That's, that's the Lord right there. Yeah. Yeah. So there, do you, you heard about the whole, uh, the uncovering that was done by the Navy seal, the the group of Navy seals that had put in their religious accommodation. And, uh, so they had found out that, um, so the, all of this backfired because the uh, I don't know what you guys have in the army. We have like the naval of a uh, bureau of naval personnel, like the NPC, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you guys probably have like an army bureau of army personnel, sort of thing. Whatever personnel command, Perscom, maybe is that does that sound right? Perscom
1: is it like CID, like uh, criminal investigation division? No,
0: no, like like the actual like the highest level within the like right underneath the secretary of the army. There'd yeah. be like an organization that deals with all personnel issues in relation to the army.
1: So like they, it would, be would like human resources.
0: Yeah. So something like that. So anyway, HR. what had happened was, um, you know, the, the, these Navy, uh, these Navy commands were putting in their religious accommodations because they were saying, okay, if you put in the accommodation, you know, you, there's a good chance that you'll be able, you'll be fine. Um, but it turned out that the Department of the Navy, the purse, the purse side of it was just rubber stamping denial, denial, denial on every single one. There was no review actually happening of any of the religious accommodations. So they actually
1: told me that as a uh, as a scare tactic, it's going to get denied. They're not denying any of them. You're wasting our time submitting this paperwork. I was like, well, then they can tell me that it's denied then. Right. So of course that's what the military does that all the time. So it did uh, get denied, but like, but it was too late. They lost it.
0: So (laughs) these Navy, this group of Navy SEALs from one of the spec gurus um, basically uh, heard about this and inquired in it. And it actually, that got uncovered. So now uh, the the people that were doing that essentially got either reassigned or fired from their positions uh, and they were able to actually push through. So a good majority of of Navy folks that did put in their accommodations d- were able t- – there was a point where it was too late. Like the guys that they rubber-stamped that had already processed out. But I think that they actually came back and said, um, if, uh, if you guys want to come back in, like, hey, we messed up, you can come back in sort of thing. And I think it's too late at that point. Who's going to come back in,
1: right? I Who's- feel like – like I, I know, like a sailor is a sailor is a sailor, but when we're dealing with seals, like we need all of them. You know yeah. What I mean, like, like, all right, everybody else has to get the shot, not the seals. Like we.
0: Well, and that, we, that's the beauty of the seals, right? Because any yeah. army guy can go join the seals. Any marine can go join the seals. Like it, you can, you can try out
1: for it. So yeah. it. You it have is seals all the time. Try out for. Uh, like, Ranger. Uh, well, yeah, they do that. Um, David Goggins. What did he do? Uh, why am I losing? Cap. Um, yeah yeah so it what what previous to it becoming cap um Green Berets. yeah huh so Green uh, there's a step above Green Berets. oh dev group Delta Force so Delta becomes something else um <sighs> So Delta does a bunch of different stuff. There's a step right. above that that all special operation group. I don't know why I'm blanking. I think it's Dev
0: it. I think that's called Dev or like some like some echelon
1: name or something like that. Way above Rangers.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely uh, above Rangers. Like it's the Spec Ops Command. It's like the warfighting fighting command. Um, I, I'm I'm feeling oh, like I'm, I'm, I'm... Dev is Team Six. Okay, see, I'm a terrible sailor i did 20 years and i don't remember i well i wasn't in special forces. yeah yet. that's
1: the divers right
0: yeah well seals technically are all divers, considered also. divers at underwater demolitions but they're they're far far more than just underwater demolitions um but yeah all right guys well um do we have any more questions for logan and i before we uh close out of this thing we can uh we can stay on tiktok for a little bit longer if you want to but uh the show, I uh, feel like we've hit everything that we needed to hit. Yeah. feel pretty good about it. Good show, man.
1: Yeah, just be bold in uh, your stance. Like like Paul, I come to you knowing nothing more than Christ and him crucified. And then Romans one sixteen. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ.
0: I hope I get to see, I hope the Lord allows us to see past incidents in like historical incidents. I pray that I can see Paul speaking to the Roman council, speaking to the emperors on behalf of the gospel. Like, man, that would be what a like. I'll be cheering, dude. I'm just going to be like wherever in whatever viewing room that, that the Lord gives us to go see his history. I'm just going to be cheering and being like, be like, yes, cool. I knew it. I knew he would do that. And of course, language won't be an issue. We'll understand all of the language. We'll understand Hebrew and Aramaic and Greek and whatever else that they're speaking, so we'll we'll get it, you know.
1: Um, you think maybe just because of the context of us having video, we think that we're gonna see it, but it it'd be just a matter of us talking to Paul and him explaining it.
0: Yeah, what about both? What about hanging out with Paul, you know, and then going to watch uh some of his uh some of his well,
1: history? Is so then we gotta ask, is the new earth and the new heaven and the new earth outside of time so that we can kind of pull pieces and go and see, is that it? Cause I, I imagine that we still have all the same capacities we have now and are governed too. by the same rules mm-hmm. uh, that the universe is governed by yet. Yeah. We're, we're not sinful.
0: <laughs> I agree. I think, I think um, God very specifically created human beings and created the earth in which we live on. So I think that there's a
1: reason, but what if he just touches and it's like, boop. And then you get like a vision, like you're there.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, dude, there's so much like I, it, my, oh
1: man, I can't wait for heaven. In your glorified body. Yeah. Do you have hair on your head? If I want it. <laughs> <It's dead. laughs> if I, I'll just hair, hair, hair. No. Like I just, <laughs>
0: like Bruce almighty. The,
1: what if, uh, day. well,
0: you know, the real question is, do I, do I keep the tattoos?
1: Kenneth oh,
0: Do you think mm. I keep the tattoos mm. in my glorified body? Probably not. There's probably no, just like there's no need for marriage. Like there's no need for, for that.
1: Mm. You know,
0: cause I think, I mean, ultimately tattoos are about me. They're not really about, they're not, they don't glorify God. Mm. Uh, you know, they're, they're kind of a selfish decision. I'm uh, bald by I, choice. I, I, I... Yeah. Yeah. bald by choice. Yeah. I totally do this for my own.
1: <laughs> I would say you're right about that because your scars disappear. I don't think you'll have your scars. There's a, there's this wonderful song that says that the only scars in heaven were for you, right? The mm. hands are in the, of the hands of the one who died for you. And mm. it's just a song, but, um, I don't think there are any scars in heaven. I don't know, man. Tattoo is a scar
0: yeah it is it is you know Ooh, but let's that you speculate even,
1: even more the
0: same about like moles and you know like birthmarks and other things like that too so what's <laughs> up, boxer uh luke luke hey, i dog. appreciate you brother um but i tell you what if uh if i were to grow this uh this beautiful bowling ball of head out uh i would look like mr burns or mr smithers Smithers, burns no mr burns i'd look like mr burns i'd look like james white you know, just growing it right here, like John Piper, really, and Larry David at the same time. It would just be this, this ring of just naked baby butt right here, and then just a, a, a cartoonish amount of white, ridiculous hair uh, off my side. Maybe I'll do that one day, and I won't say it to anybody. I won't go live. I won't do TikToks for like four months, and I'll just show up on TikTok
1: being like, Hey! <laughs> She said do it, math teach, comb over.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could probably do that with my back hair. Nice. Uh, that's great.
1: Um,
0: all right. Let's before we get we before we uh, digress into the rest of this ridiculousness. Um, you want to do the gospel
1: or I would love to. Let's Man, hear it. That sermon today messed me up. It was let's good. hear it. So I actually uh found a sermon online accidentally. Um so t- I guess YouTube was open and I just kind of touched the video and it started playing. And I was like, oh, John Piper, I'll listen to it. <laughs> Christian hedonism is this idea that God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. Right. And he really breaks down this idea between faith and reason. right? I have faith that this chair would hold me up, but do I love that chair? Do I want to be in that chair? Do I want to hold that chair? Do I want to, you know, know everything I possibly can? Do I want to cherish that chair, right? Obviously the chair in this is Jesus um, in this scenario. Um, I, I love lamp. I, <laughs> but when you get to a point where you love Jesus, not because of what he does for you, but you love Jesus just because of who he is, right? There's this moment Where it's not about going to heaven. It's not about escaping hell. It's about being in the presence of a holy and righteous God, still fully a sinner. And you've been redeemed and clothed in his righteousness for what he's done for you. And there's this beauty of his glory that radiates from his holiness. And you get to be a part of that. You get to bask in that. You get to see it and you love it. And His glory is most, or His the beauty of His holiness and His glory is most glorified in you, and you are most satisfied in who God is, and everything about Him. And the gospel is this: that you have fallen short, that you are a sinner, and you're in need of a Savior. And Jesus did that. And I and I hope this is for me, Drew, and everyone in here, that if you think you know Jesus and you believe in Jesus because He can bring you prosperity or he can help with your problems or he potentially can heal you. And you don't just love Jesus because of who he is. Right? I pray that you reevaluate what it means to be a follower of Christ. Amen. When the Bible says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. John 1:14. Understand that when there's these water toy texts that he loved you and he died for you and he gave himself up for you. You don't just speed past those verses. that You linger there. And I'm quoting John Piper on this, that you, that you really think through what it means for the word to become flesh, right? The incarnation is the, the design of nerve endings so that he could feel the pain that he bore for you, right? That, that, that his cranium, his head was developed so that he could wear that crown of thorns that he could feel every bit of the pain that you and I deserve. So when you see things that, you know, that he loved you, he gave himself up for you, don't, don't ignore that. It has meaning. It has value. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And he died for you. Now you can receive that and trust that, or, you know, um, I hope your world for you brings you some solace, I guess. So I can't hear anything you're saying, brother.
0: I said, amen. And I had my <laughs> mic muted. I'm sorry. I said, amen. And what a weird comment for the, that person to say, John Piper is not somebody you associate with. I would absolutely associate with. So maybe I'm not somebody that you would want to associate with.
1: Either way. He's, he's, he's got a lot of uh, um, just a, crap for uh his his stance on race and uh wokeness i guess um it's kind of and then he also has like a a theology of uh, there are this there is this sense of works that get burned up and stuff at the, the if, he's got an explanation for it that people take sure. certain things and i still love lamp <laughs> i love you Shadowbox. I love
0: lamp too his all right guys on,
1: wait what is his stance on marriage before we exit out Well, we can stay on TikTok. Let's close out the show here. And, uh,
2: well, this is going
0: to be episode 20. I'll bring us over to TikTok. Uh, God bless you guys. See you later. Uh, YouTube show is gone.
2: All right.